All right, so, um, wow. Okay, so real quick, where were you when you watched the debates last night? I was sitting on my couch, eating. Oh, so you didn't go out like the Terps or anything? No, 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 no. Because I, I, we were supposed to record, so I like had plans to come home, and then I just like ate leftovers on the couch. Ooh, damn, burn. <laughs> yeah, I had plans to come. I had plans to go home and record with you, but. But then you forgot your dad's birthday, and then told me last minute that you can't record. So I was kind of stuck at the house <laughs> with some homemade soup and my girlfriend. No, it was actually no, pretty, yeah. a pretty pleasant evening. I just got yeah. super fucking stoned. Perfect, yeah. Um, I was, um, I invited a friend over, and, well, so I was like, because I was having my father's birthday dinner, and then um, my friend was like, do you want to hang out? And I was like, yeah, we can hang out, but, like, do you mind if we watch the debates? And she, she's like, uh, sure, I'll bring a book. <laughs> <laughs> We could just hang out, I guess, you know? That's honestly like, we won't that's watch pretty the, tight. Yeah, we won't watch the whole thing, and then we ended up just watching the whole thing, and I was just, like, yelling at the TV a bunch, and, you know, it ended up being a good time. It was pretty fun. I had a uh, fucking blast. I really I really did have so much fun watching it. It was a very enjoyable 90-minute of, of television. Yeah. Well, before we get into that... Um, <laughs> I, re- I really want to just get right into it. So uh, all I'm going to say is real quick, just some fun stuff. Was there any fun stuff? Here we go. Did you see that The Rock endorsed Biden? Oh, yeah. I don't care about that. I thought it was fun. Um, apparently now, and- apparently now, like the QAnon people are convinced that he is a clone. Because that's like the whole thing. That's like that's like a big part of the oh that whole mythos is like you're neutral in politics and then as soon as you start fucking with Biden or speaking out against Trump that means that like you're a clone that like yeah nobody... the, the cabal has gotten a hold of you and you're either being blackmailed or you've been murdered and replaced by a hologram yeah because because someone like Trump doesn't possess any kind of uh, reason to go against him. Dude, the you, only reason you why you don't like Trump is because you are a Jewish satanic pedophile that mm-hmm. hates America and kills and then has sex with babies. Yes, those those could those could only be the possible reasons why you don't like this piece of shit. Yeah, you love adrenochrome um, and you hate freedom. Yeah. It's not now, fucking complicated. The, right, dumb, right. the dumbest people that I went yeah. to school with have figured it out pretty quickly, and they're pretty convinced about it, so it must be pretty simple. Right. Yeah, if the dumbest people at your school have figured it out, then, you know, yeah. Uh, so, now, after watching the debate, remember when Nancy Pelosi was on record twice saying, Biden shouldn't have agreed to the debates, uh, s- uh, stating what's the point you know he just lies or whatever it's there's no point in debating trump or whatever so um after watching this first debate do you agree or disagree uh with her like do you think are are you excited for these next two do you think he could do you think it's okay that he took this or do you think he should have taken nancy pelosi's um advice and just like not have done it Oh, I 100% think. Or 100%, 100% think. think. <laughs> I 100% think that it should continue to happen. 
Okay. One hundred percent. No, definitely. On, not not on, in a serious note. Like uh, no, I think, am being completely serious. I think that this. I mean, as a campaign manager, would you like? Oh, definitely. Because now, twenty twenty, you would. Twenty twenty, I being the eyesight of seeing the future in the past. You think he should? <laughs> seeing the future have, in the past. <laughs> Isn't that what that means? Isn't that that statement? No, I mean, dude, it, I I am figuring out very quickly that there's a lot. You just of don't these understand sayings. any colloquialisms at all. Yeah, all these little sayings that I've grown up with are completely wrong. You know that 2020 is perfect vision, right? To have right. perfect vision means your eyesight is 2020. So the saying yeah. is like hindsight is 2020, meaning you can see hindsight. the past clearly. That's what I mean. Yeah. Jesus. Christ. Being that the case, like. Uh, if you could Sorry, see Sorry, do you say do you say being that the case instead of that being the no, case? That had to know. have been fake. No, you, you definitely you I definitely didn't that. <laughs> I just fucking suck basically. Um No, seriously. So, if you were able to not see the the all three debates, you were only able to see this one debate and then you can go back to be his campaign manager, would you say you would tell him that that he should do the debates yeah 100 someone who's trying to win yes definitely i think okay. that both of their campaigns are so detached from reality and they both have rosy glasses just glued on to the point where they both think they came out ahead mm-hmm. trump already went on like all of his social media bullshit saying that he won making up polls saying that like the poll said i won <laughs> And then, you know, mm. Biden's doing the same thing, being like, that was fucking embarrassing. You know, like, both of them right. think okay. that they knocked it out of the park. All right, all right. Uh, that being said, we're the Bolsheviks. Podcast makes me realize how much I don't fucking know. Talking about how he's going to put a boot in your ass because it's the American way. That was fun. That was tight. I will. I'm going to be, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm in this, man. I'm in it to win. Historical trolling is... The funniest shit. Oh, never gonna have sex again. All right, we're done. I'm ending it. I'm ending it. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. Look, I know that was boring. I just, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know where to go with that. No, it's fine. I have an actual question for you before we get started. Okay. So, how do you plan on celebrating the life of someone who has died, who has been close to you for a very long time? Like, if one of your best friends, you know, fucking dies, and you go to the funeral, and everyone they know is there, what are you going to do to pay your respect? Because if if it is anything short of doing a bunch of push-ups, then you don't like that person at all. I was totally like wondering where you were going with this. You you thought I was going to be like, because your best friend is dead. No, it's be dude, the fucking, that was the tightest thing I have seen in so long. Did you watch, wait, you weren't there when that was actually happening, right? No, I didn't like show up just in time to watch this dude drop and give her five from beyond the grave. Did you go though? No, I didn't go. We're we're talking about uh, RBG. RBG, is that right? Yes. RBG, yeah. You got it. We're talking about um, who was it that did that? Someone was that her personal trainer or some bullshit? Yeah, personal trainer. That's right. The personal trainer fucking uh, walked in that goddamn room in his fucking hundred. Dude, he he did not do a hundred push-ups. He did like five, but still, just the fact that he fucking he is dressed to the nines. Homeboy walks up, 
in view of that casket laying in fucking state and then just fucking hits the ground and does them. It was so tight. It that was tight. so and, fucking macho. And I mean, that guy probably got laid so hard afterwards. After that. Oh my God. Yeah. Every like weird, like lib wine mom was just like, Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Just aggressive, no, uh, aggressive wine stained fingers just flicking so many beans in the tri state area to that man. Just. <laughs> Did you say wine, Weinstein beans? Wine stained fingers oh, flicking wine beans. Stained fingers. Got you. Nice, nice. Um, I mean, I, I honestly, I thought it was a cool move and it's, um, th- he's a personal trainer, right? So that's the perfect move. That's the perfect thing to do. He should have got up on top of the casket and did it. That's oh, the real way. Just to got do real it. magic mic with it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was. Or like, have you seen those videos of like those those chicks that like? Or they like twerking? twerk on the call? Yeah. Yeah, giving them one last go ahead. You know, that's what her husband should have done. Or is her, he dead? He her husband's dead. like super dead. Okay, I'm sorry. That was uh. Yeah, that was bad of me. But whatever. Someone should have twerked on her grave. She deserved it. Yeah, I'm honestly pretty glad that a bunch of like really weird lib zoomers didn't just like show up and like try to make like some TikTok thing happen. That is weird, right? There was no. You probably couldn't even get close enough, right? I don't know. I wish I was was there. I know someone who went to the vigil that Sunday after it happened. No, so do I. Um, I know some people who were like in DC for that God, shit. But... I wish I would have gone, man. This, like these are things that I need to like pay attention to to be like, no, I got to make sure it go. Like like the I don't think I've ever been to any inauguration. I feel like you would know if you went to an, an inauguration. Would I? Have? Would you not? Like, yeah, I guess so. It's not You're like right. just stumbling across like the county fair outlets. Okay, no. It's not like when you would go to the mall back in the day and there would just be a car show in the parking lot and you'd be like, oh, I guess I'm going to look at some muscle cars. Like that doesn't happen with like, oh, I guess I'm going to watch the 43rd president get inaugurated right now. You're right. Yeah, I definitely haven't been to inauguration. So, okay, so let's 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 go ahead and. Um... So this is going to be part one of Bolchebeck's debate night part one coverage. Correct, except first we're going to talk about Trump's taxes. God damn it. <laughs> so that didn't make any sense. No, it, no, um, it didn't. <laughs> okay, so so the New York Times dropped an article. Uh, they released an article discussing Trump's tax, re- tax returns without releasing documents, uh, without releasing the official documents, and that was to uh, apparently to, a, to protect sources i don't know why that is exactly no, I don't fucking know. um but obviously that could be used by the opposition to be like look this is fake news which is exactly what's happening that's what trump's reacting to he's saying fake news um and he, he also says the reason why he can't release his tax reform uh tax returns is because he's being audited which again there is nothing stopping anyone from releasing their tax returns when they're being audited so before no we log before we get into the tax stuff I really don't know a goddamn thing about taxes or the tax code. I know that it has been made like unreadable and like just like impossible to navigate by like various lobbyists in order to create like the tax preparation industry. And mm-hmm. I know that it is like continuing to be this complicated. Sorry, it has been like continually complicated in order to like 
do shit like what Trump has been doing, where like yes, you just make it 100%. easy to like hide money. Aside from that, like not I, hide money, it's easy to um Well you can move money of, around and you can, you know, like you're fucking yeah, you're just weird. shuffling like, cash around and you're not paying. Like I get like I don't know anything aside from the fact that it's like super fucked up and it shouldn't like exist in the form that it does right now. That's yeah, really all I know about taxes. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Um Yeah, we'll we'll get into it. I actually know a little bit about the taxes now. Like, cause I paid a, I, I paid a lot of attention to when the tax, when the taxes were uh, getting changed, when the Trump tax cuts were happening, um, uh, I paid a uh, kind of a lot of attention to what was happening then. Um, so I, I wasn't really sure. There's a lot of, there's a lot of different deductions you could do back, uh, back then. And what they tried to do was, um, they tried to make it easier by getting rid of deductions is just going straight to the like standard deductions and getting rid of certain things. They actually did a, like you used to be able to, uh, deduct your mortgage, right. On your tax returns, but they, uh, and it used to be unlimited. So however much you paid in your mortgage, you could deduct from your taxes at the end of the year, but they lowered that down to only, um, uh, what is it? 10, 10, you can only deduct $10,000 from your mortgage. Who does this hurt? This hurts people who have um, high property taxes. So in blue, more blue states with high property taxes, it hurts them because they were able to take advantage of that because they have these high property taxes. They were able to write that. Um, they, I'm sorry. Uh, they would be able to write their mortgages off to kind of offset that. Uh, things like that. Um, they also just they they try to say they're going to make it simpler, but in in doing this, they took away these deductions that helped teachers. Uh, teachers were able to like write off their like art their art supplies and and supplies for their classrooms, things like that. Um, you know, low the it, with the tax uh, the tax under Bill Clinton was thirty five percent, and the corporate taxes were thirty five percent. They lowered it down to twenty one percent. Um, Biden wants to raise it up to what, 28%, I think. Uh, and basically everyone's, every bracket was lowered a certain t degree. Um, and what else was there? Anyway, let's, uh, let's, that's neither here or there, but basically everyone got a tax cut, including corporations, including people, including people that shouldn't have. Um, okay. So. The Times re uh, revelations in 2011 to 2014, Trump paid zero dollars in federal income tax. Then 2016 to 2017, Trump paid seven hundred and fifty dollars in taxes mm -hmm. in federal income tax. Did you pay more than him in those years? Oh uh, yeah, more than seven. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm actually not sure if I did or not. I feel like I did, right? Yeah, it would have to be something like that. Which is crazy, right? Someone who claims to be a billionaire, someone like you and I have paid more in taxes than this fucking asshole. How was Trump able to do this? Do you, do you know? All I know, and again, I don't know anything about this shit aside from like what I'm sort of learning by osmosis because people are like talking about how fucked up he is and then like throwing in like technical jargon that's sort of starting to stick. But I guess it's like a well, thing where you don't have to pay inc well you don't have to pay taxes on a business that doesn't make any money. So he's able to like work around paying a bunch of shit because 
a lot of his businesses aren't making any money so he can like like right. some shit like that is happening right yeah it's a little more complicated than that so trump was able to do this by claiming his businesses were losing a lot of money right like you said uh using those losses to avoid paying taxes um so um and we'll go more into that in just but a didn't, second. Okay, so, but here's before we get really deep into this, like we already knew mm-hmm. that he doesn't pay taxes. Like he said this in 2015 or 16, right? That he's like, well, he said because I'm smart. Yeah, he's smart, so he me. doesn't pay taxes. And then, I mean, we, I'm sure that we'll, we'll, okay, well, we'll bring up the debate stuff when it it, it gets brought okay. up again, and then his whole thing later. Right. So, um, it, it's interesting because everyone's like, th- we all we already knew this about. You know, people who are rich like this, they have accountants that know how to get around the loophole. And that's what's confusing to me is like, why are people acting like this is this huge shock when like he said it and also this is like par for the course for these assholes to not pay, quote, their fair share. This is why is because Donald Trump, his debt from his debt from losing money on his he's actually the number one. um a person in a rich person in America and in the in the top brackets or whatever he's lost the most money in his businesses uh he's the number one so it's kind of odd because you either have to be a horrible business person or you're doing this on purpose in a in a sketchy way in order to take advantage of the tax code even more so than other people because he's literally the number one person who's lost the most um money in within his businesses so he's like he's kind of he's kind of like the um uh the uh i don't know he's like the the head guy to look at when it comes to this but everyone does this but he does it he's like the main person he's the best at it yeah but but that's another thing that again like we already knew that he's terrible at business we already knew that his stuff was hemorrhaging money so I guess like people are doing a lot of like I told you so or like we already knew this type of I just don't understand and like I understand that like it's a big deal. The focus but it, is on this on him even though the system itself is the problem and we should be looking at that instead of looking at how someone who's obviously could is able to take advantage of it will take advantage of it, right? Even if you and I could take advantage of the taxes in order to evade them, I'm sure you and I would if that we had the ability to do so. Right? Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, as soon right. as I buy so a house, I'm going to write really... that shit up. Like, I mean, that's just what you exactly. do, you know? So, like, I understand that. But the thing about this, and I understand that it's, like, a, a big deal or whatever, I guess, is just, like, it's if it, it, it feels like is this is the same thing as, like, if I had gone to the store and I was like, yo, I just got a bunch of food and it cost $25.53. And mm-hmm. then you're like, okay, cool. And then I show you the receipt that says it cost, you know, $25.53. And then everyone's like losing their mind because I spent so much money. Like, it's just like we already knew that he was doing this shit. Like, everyone already knew it. But now that it's like in writing, now that there's like proof, then well, people are acting like it. Like, I don't know. Right. Like, it. That's just the only thing that I. I feel like it's kind of well, getting blown out of proportion. It's not though. There are new. There are new things to this. So we already knew these parts, right? But there's also these sketchy deductions, like writing off millions of dollars worth of consultant business expenses when there were no outside consultants. It's his kids, right? 
yeah, a lot of these payments match payments to Trump family members who work for his company. So it's not even outside consultants. It's someone who's inside the company who works for the company. Um, and and just the payments are the, the amount of money is matching certain payments to people like Ivanka. But now, OK, so is that illegal or is that immoral? That would be illegal. And the problem is, is that they don't really have exact proof, right? They have it's it's just the fact that these these payments happen to match, right? And he knows that. Like, there's no way to prove that this is the money that's that's going to consultants, right? But it's just obvious. It's pretty obvious because you have exact matches of money. But there's no way to really prove that that is the money that came from. That it's not. It's not. Nobody's really sure that he's calling Ivanka the consultant, even though that's. It's like one of those things where it's like, this is obviously happening, but there's no way for you to actually prove that it's happening. Yeah. I mean, but if that's, they but, could prove it, it would be illegal. But, but okay. And I, I, and I understand that, but I don't care. I think my whole thing about it is I kind of just don't care because we already knew that he is like terrible with money and he is doing everything he can to avoid being above board at all he's a shady businessman like that is has been his persona for 40 50 years or whatever right but there's interesting aspects of it that that kind of as we as we keep going here that you'll see it's just like he's extra evil but i and i get that but also at the same time like i don't really know it's just like dumb kind of because it seems like he's just playing the system and now that he got caught, everyone's like acting like he's this financial evil genius, but really it's like, no, this dude is playing the system so fucking hard and like half of the reason why this is happening is because he he can do it. Like he has found a way to do it. These loopholes exist. So as much as this is like his fault for being an asshole and like a piece of shit when it comes to finance or whatever, like it's also the fact that the system's fucking broken. And I don't I hear also, yes, but I don't hear enough it people is. complaining about the broken system. It's all you're right. Yo, he's a bad, he's a bad dude. He's a mean man. But really, it's like and we'll talk. He's taking when advantage we go into of the his debates. Shit. We'll talk about how he actually made a good point about yeah, how yeah, yeah. like it's you know Biden and and Obama. They had they had two years where they had control of the. They had a trifecta where they could have done something about the tax code, and they didn't. They decided not to do that. Um, but. Uh, you're 100% correct. They should be talking about the system and all that. Um, well, you know, and uh, but it's still interesting to see. And it's also the fact that he's that he's not releasing his tax returns. People are just mad, right? Because he could he keeps saying that this is all fake news and he can avoid all this if it is untrue by just releasing his tax returns. But he's not going to do that. I read something um, and I don't know how true it is, but I read somewhere where some dude was like, yo, you could literally just release like the last page or like this one page of your taxes where it just gives us like the line items of how much money is going in and out and it would solve all of this shit. But he like won't do it because he's saying like there's all this stuff in there that needs to be whatever. And then I guess it's like, no, dude, you could just like give us like page 27. For sure. All that is is just like the the you know the combination of numbers. Like it's yeah. You're fucking just not doing that. Like stop. But here's another thing that that is that is probably is illegal if they could prove it, right? So you have questionable charity donations on four of his properties that basically say by agreeing to not develop on his these prop these four properties land that that is apparently a charitable donation for some reason. So basically he's saying I could be making money 
on this land by developing on it. But because I'm not, I'm leaving this land up for no one. So that's that's charitable somehow. Um, so that's awkward, right? Um, then it goes into his debts, which we already knew that he has over $400 million in debt. And we know that the largest debt holder is Deutsche Bank, which has, um, you know, there was that whole controversy with that bank in the past. Well, they're but also appeared- involved in the FinCEN stuff too. So like, mm-hmm. again, like I had said earlier, like it, we, none of these players are like new to this, like, Hey, these like assholes are fucking up the money shit game. You know, like, yeah, they're all people that we've known about for sure. Now, because we, we were all remember when we were all expecting that the Deutsche Bank thing stuff probably had something to do with Russia. Mm-hmm. It appears it's not. It's just his estates and properties uh, and they just tend to be losing a lot of money. Now, this goes into the next thing. Now. What do you know what he made the most money from? I have no idea. Not his property. Oh, it's, is, it, is it TV? It's just TV. When he was on The Apprentice, so Trump made a lot of money from The Apprentice, and in uh, from 2005 to 2007, Trump actually paid $70 million in federal income taxes. So he obviously hated that, right? Because mm-hmm. this is the first time he actually paid a lot of money because he was doing the whole thing beforehand. Um, to avoid this happening again, Trump started pouring a ton of money into failing businesses, then claiming those losses to avoid paying uh income taxes so this is when he actually started literally like pouring like finding businesses that were losing money and then pouring money into those um to kind of offset his businesses that were actually making money i mean it sounds like the producers and like i've been saying that since the beginning of his whole like presidential run that like this just literally is the producers like yeah. He found a way to make money by doing a failing thing and then it ended up working and now he's like fucking sh- god damn it now I got to make this fucking play. Right. <laughs> but that's really exactly. like the way it makes sense to me in my brain is like he found this loophole where he can fucking get all this money and then, you know, invest in a failing thing or invest in something that he knows isn't going to happen in order to, you know, not have to pay at the end or, you know, he can say that he lost all the money or whatever the fuck and then Turns out, oh, fuck, you actually won, so now you got to do it. And it also just seems like he doesn't have that much money. I mean, no, it really doesn't. What I was mean, it? Isn't he like $450 million in debt? Yeah, $450 million in debt. And then, I mean, he's obviously upset about that. And then the whole audit is over $10 million. And if he's freaking out about $10 million, he doesn't have even a probably doesn't even have a billion dollars to be honest i mean so i don't comparatively he might have assets that add up to a billion dollars but i don't think he's got a billion i mean i'm sure they're leveraged and you know they're underwater and all that stuff but like yeah i mean it seems like and this is like someone else's like take that i'm trying to really understand because i'm like not a, a finance or like economics guy but like it seems like his whole thing is just borrowing as much money as he can from everywhere in order to seem like a rich dude and then trying to find these like real high priced like accountant ways if you know what i'm saying to like not have to pay it back or like not have to pay it back in full and then now Mm -hmm. he's just like done this his entire life and like 
what the chickens come home, the roosters come home to chicken or whatever. The chickens come home to roost, and now right. it's like, hey, you you know, you spent fifty years accruing all this debt, and now like, and they're 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 got to pay up, paid bitch, back by his second term. So imagine if you're the president and you owe someone four hundred million dollars, uh, in your second term, and that and you lose. I mean, they're going to be way more out to get you mm-hmm. if you're not the president, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, and that's okay. something also that we've been saying sort of since the beginning, or something that I've been saying and you've been nodding your head to, where, like, he needs to win this election in order to hopefully die in office and never have to face the consequences of his years of corruption. Yes. Like, yeah. that is legitimately... It's possible that he could get arrested if he if he loses, that there's some way that they could get him on a bunch of things. There are a lot of people, and again, I don't know the ins and outs of all this like advanced legal stuff and financial stuff, but like there are a lot of people who are pretty convinced like it will be like days, if not hours, like after him getting out of office <laughs> that he will get, you know, charged I don't with think a it'll bunch be that of shit. Close because that's that's a good way to start a civil war, right? We'll get into that when we get into El Debato. Which is right now. Okay, so wait, are we doing it now? No, you make the announcement since I fucked it up the first time. Okay. This is part one of Debate. Okay, so let's go into some just cute things. Wait, Um, no, can I, can I, well, first of all, um... I want to start, I want to try to format this better than the oh. actual debates were formatted because it was a nightmare. So I want to try and go as best as we can chronologically through okay. the debate to an extent, as much as I can really remember. I, yeah, I have that. And um, Well, also, well, wait, hold on. Oh, actually, you can do your thing, but it's... Uh, it's this is perfect because my Well, it's weed time, is... baby. It's weed time. Oh, there you go. I don't have my jewel. God damn it. Oh, man. You don't got a jewel. Oh, man. We got we got to so, re-record the fucking episode because Jordan doesn't have his fucking jewel. <laughs> All right, so that that goes perfect then because uh, the thing that was just funny to me is the very very beginning where Trump and the the awkward beginning where they get up to the podium. <laughs> oh, I got funnier did, things before that. So and well, hold on. And Trump says, "Sup, man." <laughs> Did you hear that? He goes, sup, man. Yeah, I heard him say some shit like that. He was just like, what's up, man? I thought he, said, Biden was I thought like, he said, like, hey, man, or like, what's... Yeah, it was... It was. No, no, Bi- Trump said, sup, man. That's Literally. so funny. He but might no, have said, what's up, but he said it really fast. I think he said, what's, what's up? up. I think he said, what's up, man. But, like, I doubt he said, sup, man, but... And, you know, he... he even Trump and Hillary shook hands. These motherfuckers didn't even shake hands. Well, if you were watching it... Because I watch it on C-SPANs, because I didn't want to have any... I do too, motherfucker! But I didn't want to have any comment, commentators, like, interrupting the shit, or, like, talking over, you know? I don't care about I what any of these people have to say. But I put on C-SPAN, too. No, part of the whole thing, and Chris Wallace said it in the goddamn beginning, if you're paying attention, that they will not be shaking hands because of COVID. And I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna bring that up at the end, because it was very funny, and I'm surprised people didn't call out Biden for a thing that he did. So... As the feed was starting, right, and you have, like, that long shot of the room and blah, blah, blah. Chris, and his name's Chris Wallace, right? That's the guy who yeah, Chris Wallace. was the referee. 
So he, the hero of the night in my eyes. Oh my god! I mean, I just it it it. <laughs> look, it seriously. I he know. just reminded me of every exacerbated teacher or lifeguard or like camp counselor I've ever been in any type of proximity to. But so, when the debate actually started, um, he started he like did an address to the room. I guess, but his mic wasn't turned on. Were you tuned in for that at the very beginning? No, no. I, I when I turned on the TV, they were literally walking up to the podium. Oh yeah, no, because we watched it like a couple minutes ahead of time to see if we could catch any, and I'm glad that I did. So he did like this very like kind of like solemn address to the crowd because his mic was turned off. So I'm freaking out, being like, "Why isn't there any fucking sound? Why isn't there any goddamn sound?" You know. And then Sarah's like, "Someone's getting yelled at for the mic's not being turned on." You know. So we're like clowning on him thinking that he's talking to the camera when I guess he was talking to the audience so that's like how the night started and I got so excited because I was like yo this is going to be the worst night of television I'm so stoked but so as people started to like as the royal family as they were treated which was very weird came into the room right like the camera shows like all the you know the, the Trump clan and then Melania is the last one to come in and so she's walking like in the front row of all those like spaced out seats and then right when she gets like maybe like three seats away from where she's supposed to sit all these people start to very lazily like half stand up out of respect it was just everyone just like very slowly like standing up and like looking around like, it, it really was, like, the most awkward thing ever where, like, no one knew what to do in that room. So they're all just, like, looking back and forth and, like, half standing up and stuff. It was so fucking awkward. And she just has this awkward smile on her face. And she's, like, waving at, like, very few people. It was so, like, sterile and weird. It, w- it was very beautiful. It was so uncomfortable. <laughs> that it was, like, an art. It was, like, an art piece. It really was, like, an art piece. Like, not... You know, and not just because she's Eastern European, but it really felt like something that would be a spoof of like what happens in like an Eastern European like fascist like authoritarian state where like everyone knows they're supposed to do something for when like the leader comes in, but no one knows what to do, so they're all nervously looking around. Like it, that's exactly what it was, and it was so goddamn funny because no one in that room knew what to do, and that's what happens when you get like you know. He had everyone around Melania. It was like that one fighter guy, uh, that like MMA dude that really likes him, and then like oh, um, yeah, the uh, God, what's this? Dana? No, no, no. It was an actual fighter, I think. It wasn't the dude yeah. who spoke at the RNC. Colby Covington. Um, it was like the actual fighter guy, and like some other like faces you would recognize. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And obviously, none of them have ever done this shit before. None of them have ever been like in this situation so they didn't know what to do as she's walking up and it was so awesome watching them just like eastbound and down that shit so hard but oh, yeah. please continue oh um so uh, really quick before we i guess get in super into it is like just overall what do you think of i heard a mix on chris wallace's moderating and i was surprised because like i watched the whole thing and like throughout the whole thing i was like i was actually really impressed by him in a lot of ways i actually thought he did a great job considering what he had to work with like what is he supposed to fucking do throw fucking sponge balls at these motherfuckers like there's only so much you could do it with this like you know it's not like you can get up and actually i think it, even at one time he punished trump by like getting rid of one of his two minute res- 
like not even responses, just like there was a question. I think the question was like, why should voters vote for you? No, he Biden lost. He this. lost his like two minutes of like free time or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, what yeah. I mean. Yeah. But it was a. It was to the question, why should voters vote for you and not yep. the other guy? Which is like a. Which is an ending question, but it was like put in the middle for some fucking reason. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think that he did. But Trump didn't get to. He didn't get to reply to that because of his behavior. Yeah, fuck him. I, think I mean, this is a goddamn debate. These things have... See, this is, like, what how I feel about it. Like, if you want to look at this as, like, an act... Because there are two ways to look at this, and there are two ways that it will be looked at, you know? There are people who will look at this as a debate. Like, the kind of thing that, like, Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln had, like, an actual, like, structured... Wrong. Like... What? I said Frederick Douglass there. Isn't that who did it? Mm. Oh, I... And that's actually my thing later, so... Okay, well, I... Cool. It's Sorry. funny that you brought that Whoops, whoops. Um, but whatever, yeah, so... Frederick Douglass was a, the African-American hero. <laughs> I mean, I care about him, but I don't care that I got that wrong. Um, but so, whatever. Like, you know what, exactly what I'm fucking saying. Like, and then... Yeah. People are going to, like, you know, compare it to these, like like respectable debating events and be like this was garbo but then also there will be people who were like this is just dudes talking and this is some real world shit like this is how real people do it and then they're gonna you know view it that way yeah because i've seen both of those like takes from from various sides of the internet but all in all i think that he did fine I mean, if you want to look at it like a street fight, he could have been way more aggressive in making people shut up and stay on topic. I but, guess. I mean, he he embarrassed Trump at, at certain points. Which I is, like. I mean, like, and that's cool. Like, it's and sick he, to have, like, those cool sound bites. But, like, again, if if you're, like, the debate moderator, your job is to, like, shut these people the fuck up and keep them on yeah, topic. Yeah, how are you supposed to do that? For real. Nobody could unless you're physically touching them and going up and beating their ass, like, there's no way to shut this motherfucker up. I mean, there really, really wasn't anything that he could have done without turning off his mic, but I think, I think that he, he did... Does he have that power, even? They're gonna I do mean, for the... They're, they're changing it for the second one, to where he, he will have that, um, they're trying to make that a thing. Um, yeah. but sorry, to answer your question, I'm kind of rambling a little bit. I think he did fine. Um, I think he could have done a lot talking, better. I, I, think, I just couldn't believe it, because I was talking to this one, this one chick, I was like, oh my god, well, and then she started talking about how, like, Chris Wallace and how terrible he did, and, like, how he was giving Trump all these one-ups and stuff. I was like, what? <laughs> I, I don't know if we did, maybe, maybe on a different network they were doing something different, but I just didn't see that at all. At all. I was very impressed. I actually just also just kind of like Chris Wallace for some weird reason. I mean, that makes sense. He just seems, like, like very Wallace. calm. Yeah, he's a cool Republican. He's a cool guy on Fox. Of course you would like that. But, like, I think that he could have done a lot better, but also given what he was given, you know, like, he did about as well as any... I don't think anyone could have done any better um, unless they were someone who's, like, trained in the arena of, like, people who act like Trump, in which case... I saw a lot of people saying, like, Andy Cohen should do these because he does all the, like, Real Housewives and, like, reality show reunions. Mm -hmm. And I honestly think that that would work because they're used to people acting out like Trump does. But yeah. just, like, in the real world, like, Wallace did fine. I mean, I don't think that he yeah. was 
spectacular. I don't think that he was terrible. I don't think that he took sides. I saw a lot of people saying that the debate was really Trump versus Biden and the moderator. I didn't see that at all. It's literally because he talked back to the president and he scolded him for acting up. And that's what I don't understand about it is because like it's a debate. It's not like this like street fight conversation. Like there are there is a structure to a debate and when the reason you have a moderator is to keep that structure in place. So when you break those rules you get reprimanded. But the fact that he was reprimanding Trump means that he's a, a liberal Democrat. I saw people call Chris Wallace a liberal Democrat. That's just stupid. Because he was enforcing the rules of the debate. And then I saw people being like, he didn't yell at Joe Biden when he interrupted him. But then anytime Trump did, it's like, no, because... Yeah, because Joe Biden's interruptions were like, hey, huh? Honestly, yeah, he was so timid and mild. And also, he started doing it about halfway through once he realized this was a goddamn circus anyways. Yeah. You know? Um, Yeah. So, I guess we'll... uh, Because I have to go into my... Uh, I guess that'll be part one. We didn't even get to like the actual things in the debate. Oh, cool. We'll we, save that for uh, yeah. you. Oh, cool. Our first part of the coverage of the debate is the fact that we acknowledge that there was a debate. <laughs> well, I just have to get to my thing, and um, I mean, we. I can get. Give me like another minute or two with Chris Wallace. Well, let's just end the this part of just so going that way over. We can go, when we go into your thing, we can literally talk about talk what about what happened. Debate. Yeah. Yeah. So. I saw a bunch of stuff afterwards where people were talking about how bad the debate was, how bad, poorly it was structured, like how this was like the most unintelligible thing, blah, 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 three people talking over top of each other, da, 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 da. Apparently, the organization that organizes, I know it's redundant, like the debates, I don't know what they're called, like the debate society or like the American debate organization or whatever, mm-hmm. they're like legit adapting the rules and adapting the procedure and shit for the next debate in order to like deal with Trump. Like as a reaction oh, to like how this shit went down, like like I said they're going to try to do like the muting thing on the mics and like they said that they're just completely having to restructure everything because that was they such put a, a shit wall show. Up. Straight up. I mean, put a wall up between. I mean, it's not one of those like anonymous dating shows from the fucking 70s. Like that would be funny, but no like they're changing a lot of shit because that shit went so bad and I will say like you know I I see a lot of people online right now talking about how Trump got the short end of the stick and Trump was the only one that got yelled at and technically Biden was like breaking the rules too and it wasn't just Trump and blah 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 but I will say like it really does seem like both of them acted inappropriately which sure I'll give whoever that criticism but at the same time Trump acted so ridiculously out of pocket that it's really hard to say in good faith that like the moderator was one sided and you're going to see a lot of those criticisms moving forward but he really wasn't and the reason why he had to come down on Trump so hard is because he was acting the fuck up like a goddamn child like it really was watching yeah he's basically acting like a kid in Whole Foods, you know, throwing fucking ten- temper tantrums. It, it really? was. It was. It was like watching a fucking elementary school teacher try to wrangle up two kids who will not shut the fuck up. Granted, one is more aggressive and the other is like more timid, but like still, it was. It was like watching a fucking lifeguard at a fucking public pool. Like it was. I felt like I was at camp, even though I never went to camp. I imagine that's what it's like. 
Just two little shitheads talking over each other the whole time. And it was definitely a Trump strategy to do that, right? Because a Biden is a, a person who stutters a lot. He could get thrown off very easily. So if you're just yapping away at him, he's not going to be able to get any points across. And that's why they're having to change the structure of the next debates to uh, like to take that away from him, basically. Yeah. And, and I don't know how he's going to fare if he can't run a distraction the entire time. I really don't know what he's going to do if he can't just interrupt. Yeah, he's going to fail. And it was also, I think that that's really it in terms of like setting the stage, right? Yeah. Okay. So part two coming up. But right now, we have to go into a different, a, dis- a discussion of a different debate back in time. This is, what's the thing called? It's the your thing, corner? dude. What the fuck are you talking it- about? History time with, wait. History corn, fuck. This is history, ah, history lessons with Jordan D. That was awesome. (laughs) All right. So this is, you alluded to it in our discussion earlier, the Douglas-Lincoln debates, right? So Stephen Douglas, a Democrat from Illinois, backed the Transcontinental Railroad. Now, railroads were very important back then. You know, they made goods cheaper and they were you were able to uh, transport goods uh, around the country and uh, for cheap. Uh, Douglas thought that this railroad could help bring the country together at a time when it seemed impossibly divided. Kind of like today, right? Mm-hmm. Douglas also, though, thought... It'd be nice to have it run through Illinois, his home state. There's always another reason, right? You have this like reason, you know, that's good for I'm doing this amazing thing for you guys, but also I'm going to get really fucking rich off of it and so are all my friends, but you know. Exactly. You ever heard of Boardwalk Empire, bitch? (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking when I was- Or or uh, season two of True Detective, you know, the one that kind of sucked? Yes, that one did suck real hard. Um, I loved Vince Vaughn in that though. I don't give a fuck. Vince Vaughn was great. He was the only reason I could watch that shit. He's a good actor. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, moving on. Okay. Um, I disagree with, with him in that. But anyway, um, in order to for the Transcontinental Railroad to go through Illinois, it would have to also run through the Kansas and Nebraska territories um, at the time, uh, which would have to become states, right, in order to, to have that go through there um, federally. So... Douglas introduced the Kansas-Nebraska Act of 1854, which made the white people in these territories decide for themselves if the new soon-to-be states would allow slavery or not, right? Okay. Um, Now, this set the stage for violence. Uh, This would repeal, if this act went through, it would repeal the Missouri Compromise Act of 1820. Do you remember what that is? Um, I mean, once you say it, I will remember, but I couldn't, res- I couldn't tell you right now. So the Missouri Compromise stated that Maine would be admitted to the Union as a non-slave state, and Missouri would be admitted as a slave state as long as no states admitted again, um, I'm sorry, as long as 
No states admitted to the union above the 3630 parallel. Oh, would yeah, 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 yeah. states again. Yeah, it was that um, whole thing where it, it divided the quote north and the quote south or whatever. It does, divided the north, uh, uh, north and south, but you had in this compromise, the only state above this line that would be a slave state would be Missouri because it was actually above the line. Mm-hmm. The only yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. But from now on, no states above that line should be slave states. Um, the violence in Kansas was known as the Bleeding Kansas Conflicts, where people flocked to Kansas to, uh, where people flocked to Kansas to cast ballots from uh, pro-slave states, and anti-slave Northerners flocked to Kansas to set up mini governments and militias. Um, so basically, the the process of Kansas voting to become a state was very it was being corrupted right so oh like our everything right now where there's people from out of state coming in to influence local politics (laughs) exactly right um coming in in droves but this was actually happening back then so you have people from pro-slave states they wanted to go in and uh have kansas become a slave state and then you have northerners coming in basically trying to set up militias to stop them right and little mini governments to stop this from happening um so in this, Lawrence, Kansas was destroyed by pro-slavery militias with cannons. These motherfuckers brought Kansas. As you fight. fucking should. Or, cannons Yo, they fight. brought yeah. Kansas to the fight. I, I <laughs> wish that that was a thing where like, like a saying like that existed where like, you were about to bring Kansas, which really meant that you're bringing cannons. Yes. Yeah. That would be cool. That, sh- that, that would be a cool thing to bring from back then back, you know? Yeah, I'm about then, to bring you know Kansas, you- baby. Because, you know, there's always those sayings where you always, like, have to look them up. Where did this come from, you know? Like, um, and where the sun don't shine. And, like, where did that come from, you know? Like, that kind of thing. Um, well, I guess not that, because everyone knows it's just shadows. Uh, anyway. Jesus Christ. Why couldn't <laughs> it the, have yeah. been skipping during that so I didn't hear that terrible, terrible thing? <laughs> <laughs> Continue, please. So, that was the the pro-slavery... Uh, that was the violence from them. Now, there was an abolitionist named John Brown who came all the way from West Virginia to Kansas and murdered an entire slave-owning family. <laughs> Goddamn right, dude. John Brown Hell is yeah. such a badass. He is a fucking badass. He seems like a an complete on and utter psycho, like a Bible-thumping yes. crazy man, but right. he was very terrible. Like, the more I learn about him... The more I realize, like how terrifying of a man he he would have been, he really was. Now, if you go to Harpers Ferry, West Virginia, there's <laughs> there's some things there that make him out to be a terrorist instead of a fucking hero. Oh, I mean, the difference between a terrorist and a hero is who wins the conflict or what side exactly. the person is on who's telling the story. I feel like I always knew who John Brown was because of our proximity to Harpers Ferry growing up, but I never took mm-hmm. the time to really learn about him. And now as an adult. He's like coming up more and more and like the more I learn about him, like, yeah, he's a fascinating and terrifying man. Yeah. Just Christian Rambo. If you guys don't know, he's, he basically was a staunch abolitionist who wanted nothing more than to have free to free slaves and give them land and stuff. And what he wanted to do is storm Harpers Ferry. He tried to take over a fucking federal armory and then it got fucked up because all of his dudes got fucking wasted. And mm-hmm. 
it would just and he turn was also into just a, a very terrible. He's just terrible at being a commander. You know? Yeah, I mean, he wasn't a or, fucking commander. He was a you know. Yeah, and then they all got fucking guy. massacred. Yeah, um, yeah, and then he was uh, hanged for the crime of being a hero. Um, so yeah, uh, some say that these conflicts are actually when the civil war began. I think that you could make that argument pretty soundly. For sure, yeah. Some also say that the John Brown raid is when the thing began. So that whole time frame, I mean, there's just so much going on there. So let's cut back to Stephen Douglas. In 1857, Douglas uh, is in a feud with the then Democratic president, James Buchanan, over the Lecompton Constitution, which is a pro-slavery document that would allow slavery into the Kansas Territory. I know it's bad, Uh, but the first thing that came to my head was city of Lecompton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was thinking that too. Um, uh, this was pro- uh, proposed as the consti- constitution for the new st- uh, new state, Kansas. Okay. Um, it was approved in the, a rigged election, but in the second vote, it was overwhelmingly defeated. Okay. Um, now, Douglas actually refused to back the Lecompton Compromise. Um, and the because of this, the anti-slavery Northern Party tries to convince Douglas to switch parties from Democrat to the um, anti-Northern uh, anti-slavery Northern Party, which uh, changed its name to the Republican Party, and it looked as if Douglas was uh, getting ready to switch to the Republican Party. Hmm. So even though he did all that weird bullshit before, he's still like not comfortable with slavery. He's like one of those like he doesn't really know how to do it. Like he thought that this new constitution for Kansas was because he wanted everyone in that state to decide for themselves, and it really seemed like they Missouri not Missouri that Kansas wanted to be. Uh, a free state, okay. not a not a pro slavery state, and this was a this was actually a weird way they were trying to get around that by rigging the election to make this. Okay, go, yeah, I get know. you. Okay, so um, Republicans and the Whig Party allies in Illinois decided they couldn't trust Douglas and nominated Abraham Lincoln to compete against Douglas for Senate. Now, Lincoln wanted over 50 joint discussions, but Stephen Douglas only agreed to seven joint discussions. All 50 discussions is a little on... goddamn much, Abe. I know. Can you imagine? <laughs> unless unless we're doing like three a days, like I can't. No, you're not getting. Goddamn, no. Or I have a five wife. minutes each. No. Hey, what's up? It's the 1800s. People live to be 45. I only have so many days left with my family. I'm not going to spend 50 of them talking to you. But at the same time, you don't have TV, you don't have radio. There's not really much else to do. Yeah, I got a house to build and stuff. Like, I have to, like, just slaughter these cows with my bare hands or whatever. Like, I don't have time to talk to you that much, bro. Right. (laughs) Um, All discussions were on the question of slavery and America. Now, even though this is the the debate portion, so they have their discussions, right? Now, um, uh, even though Lincoln continued to denounce the notion that blacks were made equal to whites under God, he argued that the practice of slavery was simply immoral. And Stephen Douglas tried to paint Lincoln as one of those radical Republicans, like that of, say, Thaddeus Stevens. Um, he argued like a libertarian and preached the idea of popular sovereignty, which was basically basically 
let the states decide for themselves. Right? States' rights, like you're going to hear every fucking terrible libertarian on your feed say all the time. States' yes. rights. States' rights. Lincoln argued that the kind of that kind of thinking is what led to the violence in Kansas, and that's exactly and it's fucking true. This is why that shit doesn't work, you stupid assholes. Um, Even though Lincoln lost that election for Senate to Douglas in 1858, Lincoln published a the published those debates as a book in 1860. Cool. That book is what gained him popularity uh, to win the Republican presidential nomination and later on go to win the presidency in 1860. Okay, people don't do that anymore, right? Because there are so many, like, texts and, like, primary documents on, like, philosophy or government or whatever the fuck from this time when really the book is just, like, the printed, like, speech that some dude gave. It's literally a transcript, yeah. Yeah, but, like, it's so interesting how a lot of shit that we really, really look to, like, for guidance for, like, political and, like, philosophical thought from this time as, like, these books that are later called something different really were just, like, a transcript of a speech that Homeboy gave at, like, some random state house, like, on some random day, and now it's become, like, a cornerstone of, like, certain ideologies. Yeah. Like, so much of, like, Lenin and all the, like, you know, like, communists from, like, you know, Lincoln's time, really, but then also a little bit later, like, a lot of, like, the their best shit and the stuff that people point to the most are transcripts from speeches. It's not even their written or words. Or letters. Just, like, letters. Letters is a big homie. thing, too. Yeah, it's letters and yeah. speeches, but I feel like that just isn't a thing anymore. Like, very rarely do you have, like, the collected lectures of blah, 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 unless it's, like, the collected, uh, you know, letters... Of like some author, you know. If we could get a book of ever all presidential letters written, man, Trump's book would be not even there, right? Uh, no, it would letters. be longer than anyone else's because you'd have to adapt to modern times, and it would be just a compilation of his tweets. Isn't that a whole thing too, where like his tweets are going to be in the Library of Congress or some shit? Oh, all tweets, all tweets that have ever been tweeted are archived at the Library of Congress. Every single one. So your tweets are in the Library of Congress. As they should be, because that shit's fucking art. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, so that ends uh, History Lesson. Oh, wait, no, that was it? Huh. It was just kind of the story of, like... I thought you were going to go somewhere. One. I thought you were going to go a little bit further. I thought you were going to tell me something about, like, other debates. No. No, I thought <laughs> you were also hurrying me up, too. You were like, okay, okay, let's go. No, no, no. I'm not hurrying you yeah. up at all. Um, but, you know, it's, in- it's interesting to the, what led up to that, right? Like, w- you know, you have the, 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 I guess the interesting part of that. Well, I guess what I could say is that w- at that time, what's interesting is you have s- youth, because right now you have so many like white supremacists, you have people that are just like kind of dude they're standing back and standing by it's fine right now but it just it just seems like the country's going so far right that you have all these weird crazy right-wing ideas but back then you had slave happening slavery happening in the in the country but at the same time you had in the north people that were so anti-slavery that they were willing to fucking make the entire state of kansas bloody 
uh, in order to fight against it, to make sure that that shit wasn't going to happen in their state, you know? Is this like, you going on the whole, like, back in my day, we had grit, and we were tough, and we were rough and tumble? Like, I'm just saying that they, they just, they, like, calling millennials pussies, because, like, I'm on board. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. But you also had to think, so the the whole reason why the 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 parties in the North decided to come together is because it seemed, basically, the North was more populated than the South, but the federal government, even though there was more, uh, there was more anti-slave states and more anti-slavery representation, for some reason the federal government uh, was doing the bidding of these of these people who uh, were, you know, rich plantation farmers, mm-hmm. and that's why you saw, even though that they, that the anti-slavery representation was stronger. The federal government was still trying to do these weird things like the Little Compton Constitution to make slavery being pushed into these territories where it's not even supposed to be. Um, and you had the final, basically the 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 final straw was the Dred Scott decision. So basically, the D- Dred Scott decision was there was a uh, a uh, this slave uh, this slave slave and his owner they took they took a trip from where they lived in a slave state. Um, to uh, Illinois, actually, where uh, it's where there where slavery was illegal. So while he was up there living with his master, uh, the the slave sued, uh, basically saying that because they were now in a um an, an anti-slave state or a state where slavery was illegal, that he was no longer a slave by definition, right? Uh, because they were now living in an anti-slave state. So that went all the way to the Supreme Court, and then uh, the Supreme Court basically ruled that, uh, no, because the Constitution basically says you're inferior race to whites, that you just don't have rights, and basically that no matter where you are in the country, you don't have the same rights as as white people. So basically made it so even though you have these uh, states in the north where slavery was illegal, he was basically saying you can still be a slave in these states. And basically uh, the northern anti-slave states were like, fuck that shit. And that's basically where it starts with the Civil War. I wonder how many people on the quote left have made like the terrible observation, like comparing uh, right now to this sort of incident right here and are going to go out and say, hey, you know how like the Whigs and the Northern anti-slave party sort of came together to become the Republicans and then like that's Abraham Lincoln and that's how like the West was won and how America was saved. If we could get all the communists and the socialists and the Green Party Mm. people to all come together and just, you know, vote Democrat, then like we'll be able to save the country, man. Or like, you know, trying to find some other, cause I've seen uh, like people make a lot of similar arguments, obviously being like voting third party stupid, or like there needs to be like a unified left, you know, something that's left of Democrats or we can all be, but I really haven't seen too many people who were like, trust me, I'm a socialist, but the best thing for socialism right now is for everybody to come together and pledge allegiance to the Democratic Party, and then we'll, well blah, blah, blah. 
Well, you know, at some point it's got to stop because right now it's like for for years now, every every election year, it's always been like, man, this is really important. Uh, you you have to vote the lesser two evils. You have to vote the Democrats because the Republican Party is crazy, right? And what's happening is the Republican Party is going further and further and further to the right, and that Democrats are uh, following are them. A- they yeah, they're following, following them, so them. they're just a little bit farther behind, right? So they're just being normal evil, whereas the Republicans are going to an insane level. And you're getting to this point where it's always going to be that cycle, and you can never risk voting for someone left of the Democrats because it's always in it. It's always an immediate emergency, right? It's always like, look, we can't do this. We have to, you know. So it's always settling for the lesser of two evils, and at some point, we got to break that, right? Well, but that's why I like hearing I'm about a lot of this stuff and, from back in the day when there's like multiple political parties that actually meant something. Yeah. You know, because like now it's like if you say you're like Green Party or DSA and people are like, okay, whatever, your shit doesn't matter because you guys like, when have you ever got any fucking electoral votes? Like, get the fuck out of my face. Well, you know how we could battle that is if we were able to get members of these parties elected into local areas, you know. And into those. Oh, I understand how to how to do it slowly, 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 and then eventually it'll become something that's more normalized. I, well, I probably get, not well, for years, right? But we, I, I'd say within a decade you could get that done, as long as everyone's disciplined and real recognizing that that's what you have to fucking. It's do. It's becoming more and more realistic because I don't think the Democratic Party is going to last more than fucking four more election cycles, anyways. But no way. Yeah, no, I'm just very surprised that people, because people are really, really getting off on comparing right now to like Lincoln times, right? They're really, they're really, really, really into this whole Civil War like comparison with modern times. And I'm really surprised that there honestly, aren't there's more a lot of parallels. There are, but I'm also just honestly surprised that there aren't more progressive people who are saying like really trying to draw a comparison between like the unification of all these like progressive parties into the republican party back then and comparing that to like what needs to happen now to beat well let's the be honest i mean most people aren't educated in the history of that time further than abraham lincoln uh you know uh, abolished slavery or uh you know that kind of thing all they know is that there was a war over slavery i mean nobody's historical knowledge is going to be um it's fucking states rights dude it's um not about slavery okay well you know in the south you know what they call the civil war oh yeah like, I, so you i love it i honestly fucking think that calling the civil war the war of northern aggression sounds way cooler well there's that but there's also the war between the states that's now, fucking stupid it, that's some dumb shit the war of northern aggression is tight if you go um if you go to the Marine Corps Memorial, in which is located in right across DC, uh, if you go to DC to Virginia, it's right next to Arlington, Virginia. You'll see that on there they have all the wars in the Marine Corps. Um, is it the Marine Corps? I yeah, I, I the, don't care, but continue. But it's a memorial basically that has all the wars on there etched in on there. Um, and when you get to the Civil War. It says the war, uh, the war between the states. It doesn't say the civil war, and that's because you're in Virginia, and in Virginia they don't like to call it the civil war. Well, Virginia doesn't like to call themselves a state, so I really don't care about anything that they have to say. What do you mean they don't like to call themselves a state? They're a they're a commonwealth. They're not a state. Oh, that's 
It's really weird. It's a really weird thing to. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm done. Okay. Close it out, baby. All right. Um. So thanks for listening, guys. Oh man. So. How do we do this? Um. We have. I'm gonna have a fucking heart attack. <laughs> uh. Thanks for listening. We have a Patreon that you guys can subscribe to, and for five dollars a month. You can get an extra episode every week from us. Um, to help us out, what you could do is go on to wherever you listen to us on and leave us a comment um, and give us um, uh, however so how many however many stars rating you want. You know, preferably five. Right? Is that how far it goes up, or is it six? Just give us the most. Give us the most. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Um, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Bolsheviks. And if uh, you go... Yeah, uh, that's good, right? I'm going to fucking kill myself, Jordan. That was, fucking, that was fucking terrible. I'm just... No, 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 no. Stop talking. We have to end it because if not, I'm going to punch through my house. Just this was... Thanks for listening, guys. God damn it. Yeah.